Are you in the construction or contracting business and looking for ways to save time and money? Welcome to the Constructing Growth Podcast. My name is Nate Flake, and I'm here to help you discover ways to streamline your back office, automate your workflows, and find the right tools to help you set up your business for growth. Welcome back to the Constructing Growth Podcast, the podcast that's all about helping construction companies and contractors thrive. So I'm your host, Nate Flake, and today we have an awesome guest. We have Marjorie Adams. She is the CEO of Four Lane, and we're going to talk about picking the right finance solution. Uh, Marjorie, thanks so much for being here. So we're going to start diving right in. Uh, give us first, I guess, some background, right, for our listeners, so we so we can learn about your kind of experience with construction and contracting companies, what you guys do, and and how you're helping people grow. Sure. So my background prior to being a consultant was in manufacturing, but because QuickBooks users, right, our our customer base is mostly QuickBooks users, and probably half of them seem to be in some kind of trades or construction industry. Um, So we have worked with thousands of customers over the years, and I have definitely had to learn all the ins and outs. We have focused also a lot around field service or trades type of businesses. So both the, you know, we get the GC side, we get the subcontractor side, and then, um, you know, some of the extras on the side too. Oh, that's awesome. So you, you get to see kind of both flows, right? Of like, you know, the subcontractors, the generals. That's great. Well, so let's kind of talk about, you know, when is the right time for a company to look, start looking at a financial solution, right? You have a ton of obviously trades companies popping up. You have a ton of contractors that, come in and out of business and sometimes change trades, right? They'll do windows one day and the next they'll be decide that, you know, they're going to specialize in doors. Like at what point do you think they need to start seriously considering getting a solution in place? That's funny that you mentioned that because our windows, one of the windows companies that helps us out uh, just started doing Christmas lights. So yeah, that pivot and they, they go hand in hand. They needed something to do more in the winter time. Uh, so yeah, we, when you start looking for a solution, I mean, a lot of people, I feel like sometimes people, um, they go, okay, what do I need to do to start a business? And they say business plan. And, you know, I'm a big believer of just like dive right in, right? We don't want to have any failure to start and, you know, you will not get to perfect beforehand. So I like to, to dive right in and try to find work. Sales is number one. So then of course, once you realize, okay, now I'm good at sales and usually most business owners, that's what they are good at in the beginning is they're good at selling themselves, what they're capable of doing. And once you kind of get that first project, especially if you are, it's a larger project, like a remodel or a home build, I mean, that really would be the most ideal time for you to start realizing what's the true cost of my project. So you can start to look at your margins and things like that. But most likely what happens is when people are like four or five, maybe 10 projects deep and recognizing I need to, you know, my cash flow is off. I have all these revenues, but I don't have money in my bank account that's when people usually start to say, I need something to help me with this. So as a follow-up question to that, so when people come to you guys, do they um, are they normally coming off of like just trying to figure it out on spreadsheets or the back of a napkin or like what are they doing? Yeah, most are in Excel. There's a lot of people that are functioning in Excel. There are a lot of... It is amazing to me, some very large businesses that can function in Excel. And it just takes that one time where they're like, okay, there has to be a better way. There's got to be a better way from this. And I don't want to reinvent the wheel, right? There are 
millions of businesses out there. We should be able to pick up where somebody else's knowledge has left off as opposed to starting from scratch every single time. So kind of going that next step, right, is the feature set that they're looking for. Um, is it when it comes to contractors and construction businesses, I know it's hard to generalize all of them because they're all so different. What specific features do you see people are looking for most right in a finance solution? First primary is job cost. And this is my most favorite industry, by the way, because they do. This industry is real grit, right? They they do. They get in there. They figure it out themselves. They um, They do tend to have some unique requirements when it comes to their individual businesses. But I mean, the first when it comes down to it is job costing. So how much am I making and how much am I losing or potentially on each job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully not, right? Um, And then the second is now as you grow, you start to add sales reps. um, Then you need to make sure that they're maintaining the margins that you expect um, in their quoting. So once you kind of start to shift off of the owner being the person who is generating those those estimates, then you you push even further and you want to be able to see estimates versus actuals, right? Both for costing and for revenue purposes. Um, and so these these are like little progressions. Basically, what a business will do is they'll say, I feel comfortable with this number now, or I feel comfortable that we've done well with this process. Now I need to go attack this next process. It seems like you've already, even though everyone's unique, like you said, it seems like you've already said, hey, you know, 95% of what you're going to do is going to follow this roadmap, right? So, So what can you tell us about not only the specific features, but like you're looking at almost like an implementation partner and like, hey, we've already done this for 500 other companies, What should they look for when looking for someone like you, someone to help them and kind of hold their hand? What's what's important to to know going into it, right? Because this is probably really new territory for for a lot of our listeners. Of course, yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, when it comes to the space, they tend to go to their CPA or they tend to go to their IT person, and it is really a different world from what we do, right? We do software implementation, so focusing on somebody who knows how to help you to implement software. The other side is not utilizing the software company themselves because that's what they are. They're a software company. They they generally don't buy a consulting arm. They just kind of try to make some of their people consulting to help you implement their software. So looking for somebody who does this specifically with implementation, design, workflow creation, that's something that will help you be more successful. Intuit is great. QuickBooks is great at providing benchmarking in products, right? So you can compare your results against other companies. But there is not really um, uh, something out there that compares benchmarking of process. And that's what a consulting firm an implementation partner will do for you is making sure that this company does it this way, this company does it this way, and you can pick and pull the best pieces of what they've been exposed to. Yeah. And it's so unique too, right? Like you talk about benchmarking, but like getting down into the to the nitty gritty of like, hey, this is a framing company. Like I said, there's it's impossible for a big software company to get in and say, hey, for every specific framing company, you're going to want to do A, B, C, and D. Like that's that's just not feasible. And so I like that um, kind of what you've already said, right, is you guys have, you've been down that road already with probably, I'm, I'm assuming with, with you know, your breadth and everything, you've probably seen almost every type of contracting business, right? As far as every single trade. So that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's great to know. 
one of my favorites that I always uh, that I always see in this industry is I see a lot of times people they get to the point where they want to over they want to allocate overhead costs to the jobs right and they want this button that they can push that will allocate overhead costs to the jobs but the the part that helps is you have to understand the when when is the right time to do that so we have a company that does uh, remodeling actually here in Austin. And they, it's not remodeling, it's corporate buildings that they do and add-ons and additions to. So like building out more corporate and they will, they want to allocate all of their overhead costs. So all their internal people, their, their bookkeeper, their internal uh, rent and everything across the different jobs too. And the hardest part is just that point. When, at what point, what is the decision time where we say, okay, all expenses are done now allocate them to the jobs and how are we allocating to the jobs? based on revenue, based on, you know, how many, you know, people were on the job, working on the job, um, those helping to work through those decision points. And again, not reinvent the wheel um, is, is where, you know, working with a, a solution provider is really going to help. Yeah, it probably saves so much time too, right? Like you're not going through and starting from, hey, what problems do we have when you've already seen all the problems? Like, hey, I already know what you're going to run into before you run into it, I guess. Okay. So um, one more question for you. Marjorie, I really appreciate your time, um, taking the time out of your day to, to come chat with me. But sure. I always like to end with kind of the do nots, right? Like the red flags. What is the biggest um, mistake or multiple mistakes, if you have them, when people select or set up an accounting solution in this industry? I think the biggest one that we hit on the most is don't put everything on your chart of accounts. If somebody is advising you to use just your chart of accounts for all of your reporting and not use offline subledger reporting, that would be a little bit of a red flag. And then also any software implementation that is free, um, you get what you pay for, right? And so you want to make sure that there is a cost associated with it because that means that you're going to get that elevated consultancy that you're looking for. All right. Thanks so much for that, Marjorie. Thank, Thank you for you. the great insights. And as always, you know, thanks for taking the time with us. Um, if you did find this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe, share it with your fellow colleagues and your fellow builders. To learn more about Fourlane or other QuickBooks solution providers, you can go to quickbookspartnersolutions.com and learn more about how to get in touch with Marjorie and how she can help you. Stay tuned next week for the next Constructing Growth podcast. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of Intuit QuickBooks or any of its cornerstone brands or employees. This podcast does not constitute financial, legal, or other professional advice or services. No assurance is given that the information is comprehensive, accurate, or free of errors, and the information presented is for general information purposes only. Intuit QuickBooks does not have any responsibility for updating or revising any information presented. Listeners should verify statements before relying on them.